Hello, <laughs> spent far too long making that introduction, but it's a very, very warm welcome to our first ever episode of the brand new Monster Frequency podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Very exciting first episode. We're going to do the obvious, right? We are going to take it back to the start. We're going to give you a bit of a deep dive into our company culture, introduce ourselves. To do that, I'm going to have with me today the fantastic Dr. Carl Owen, our founder. Sounding a bit like a cult now, isn't it, already? Yeah, that wasn't the plan. Anyway, Carl is going to be on the show to talk a bit about um, why he kicked off the company to start with and how he's kind of kept this uh, employee-first philosophy close to his heart as he's developed. So I'm really excited to uh, talk to Carl all about that. We've also got our very own studio manager, Sarah, Sarah Green. She's going to be talking about how you can look after your mental well-being when working from home. So we're kind of quite used to doing this. This is what we've always done at Monster Medical. But understandably, of course, this is quite new to uh, a lot of people across the UK. So we thought, why not share some tips? Um, and if, you know, if you're a seasoned uh, work-from-homer, home worker, perhaps, not sure, not sure how to say that. Anyway, if you're well used to it, these tips uh, might help you out anyway, so give it a listen. And if that's not enough, because a bit of a running theme through this show is is kind of mental well-being and looking after your well-being um, at work. So we're going to help you put together your very own happy playlist, okay? Perhaps you've got some ideas, actually, of what can go in this playlist. Do get in touch. We can add to it again next next show. You never know. But anyway, we've got a bit of a starter for you. So I'm going to get both Carl and Sarah to suggest their own their own tracks for your playlist. So maybe, you know, straight after listening to this, maybe go ahead and make your own playlist and let us know how it goes. Right, anyway, let's kick off this first episode of Monster Frequency. Very warm welcome. First up, it's Dr. Carl Owen. First ever show. I mean, I'm quite excited. I don't know about yourself, but this this is the brand new brand new podcast. So you know, a bit of a celebration's in order, I think, as well. <laughs> Absolutely, monster frequency. Here we go. I think we're we're ready to <laughs> to rock the airwaves. Let's see. <laughs> well, I mean, this this kind of a first episode's theme is kind of mental well being and work and company company culture. Um, now, I thought that, you know, we make a really interesting case study for, for people. So what I was really keen to do today, Carl, if that's okay with you, is run through kind of, you know, setting up uh, Monster Medical in the first place. And what I'm really particularly interested in hearing about would be how you kind of maintain that life first culture that you're kind of well known for among the core team members here at Monster Medical. How you kind of maintain that, especially given the kind of growth, you know, um, you know, now we're kind of talking about three of the kind of boutique healthcare communications agencies under one roof, um, starting with Word Monster. And now, now we're at three. I mean, keeping that kind of philosophy going as you're expanding, I'd be really interested to hear about how you how you achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if if we um if we go back to 2016 um is when when Word Monster the the first offering um was kind of born and it started off as many companies do um myself as a as a freelancer and um 
I'd wanted to go freelance for quite a while, and it was particularly for, for the freedom that, that you get as a, as a freelancer. Um, I had a young family at the time, and um, my wife, Jen, was pregnant. And, and for me, it was just really important when the kids were young to, to be around, I guess, to, to be around to, to see the kids grow up. And um, unfortunately, at the time, or in previous agency roles, I kind of found that I wasn't really kind of in the environment that I did the best work and and that I kind of thrived in and certainly working from home wasn't one of those things it was very office based and it was kind of frowned upon I guess to have been able to work outside of the office um, for various different reasons and I was always a little bit I guess um, felt a little bit hard done by by that and I knew that my own personality it, that I worked best on my own in my own environment whether that was in an open office but with my earphones in but actually probably just in in a room on my own so I can get my head down and and crack on um so it, it was for that reason that I kind of I guess made made the jump with a bump um because my wife at the time was also heavily pregnant um with with Harry and uh yeah it it felt like a I guess a little bit of a of a risk at the time but um oh, of course absolutely happy uh, looking back now in hindsight that um that i made that decision <laughs> well i think i think it's absolutely fantastic that you that you went ahead into that i mean obviously it's fantastic for for us as well to to know that you're building up this and you know we're, we're all a part of it at monster medical and we're all kind of very proud of that but you're kind of building up this it's a bit of a different way of doing things isn't it i mean you know at, at, at its core and you've kind of kept to it you, you really do focus on allowing people to have that flexibility. You've set these three rules. So maybe we could talk about the three rules that you've kind of set up to kind of both ensure that we are, you know, working smoothly and everything, but at the same time, protecting time. I think that was an interesting point as well for people. Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the part of the culture and the philosophy that our kind of um, culture is based on is, is what I call life first. And um, what that means is that um, we put our own lives first in everything that we do, you know, and and that's based on sort of how we work, on where we work and kind of when we work. Um, so as with a lot of agencies, it's, it can be long hours, but we, we really protect our own time. Um, so we, so we, for example, we might do nine to half five and anything extra is not sort of requested. It's not asked for. We don't expect people to work their evenings. And if they ever had to, um, we would actually pay overtime at a higher rate than 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 the normal as well. It would be time and a quarter for evenings. It would be time and a half for weekends. And this is something that never sort of sat right with me in that I would have sort of had to give up my sort of evenings and weekends occasionally, um, but not you know for free essentially and, and it, it never never sat right with me. So essentially we have three rules at Word Monster. Um, the first one is is to write with bite, and by that we mean we do great work. It means we make sure that we do the best work whenever we can. The second one is to log seven and a half hours a day so that we have billable hours. Um, and the third one is just to keep clients happy. And essentially, if you can do those three things, everything else about anyone's role is kind of down to them and it puts them in the power to make their own decisions. So whether that's when they're working and logging those 7.5 hours, as long as the clients are kept in the loop, it can be whenever, you know, it, it really could. It could be overnight if it was possible, if we had a project based piece of work. It doesn't matter as long as we're keeping the team in the loop, we're keeping clients in the loop, you know, refer back to rule three. As long as we're keeping clients happy, that ultimately is is all that matters. So this really offers 
conditions for medical writing roles that that, that never used to exist and, and still don't really exist in the same way. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really, really proud to have sort of got the company to this stage and, and be able to protect people's time so that they can focus on what they want to do um, on spending time with their friends and family. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we're getting onto this actually because I think one of the uh, key questions I was really hoping to kind of grill you on was, you know, and this again, this is going to be difficult to address this because it's a big topic and obviously, you know, we've just got a short time in this uh, in this episode, but. I'd really like to get any points across that you think might be particularly useful for agencies out there who might listen in and are looking to develop their own cultures. Now, I've heard you kind of talk about this in a really interesting light before about kind of truly believing in that kind of style of work and that culture. But I just wondering if you had any tips, basically, for people about developing their own cultures um, so they could perhaps be a bit more in line with, you know, what we're talking about today and the, and the kind of key, uh, the key focus for today, which is, you know, all this kind of well-being um, at work and that company culture theme. Yeah, so yeah, I think, um, I mean, cultures can be very different. I think the key to a, to a good, a key to a great culture is just being honest with yourself. And it comes down to the agency leaders truly believing in that culture and style of work. So th- whether that's remote working like we like, that is that underpins our culture. That's what we believe in. That's what, how we, we as a team and the people who work for World Monster believe that this is the way that we work best. And if it was the office, you know, if you're an office based person and you love being in the office, you need to be true to that. You, you don't want to go half halfway between trying to attract people just uh, who maybe would prefer to be remote working. You need to be honest and say, look, we are uh, we love the office and this is why. And then you're going to attract the right type of people to you within your culture that you can then build upon. Um, so that, I think, is crucial. It's attracting the right type of people with the right mindset in the first place. And to do that, you know, that, that, that comes through your own brand, that comes through the way you speak on social, or the way you interact with people when you just talk to them in, in, in the first place. And I think that's absolutely critical to get right, first of all. Um, and then for me, I think giving people, like I said, the opportunity to make their own choice about how they work is crucially important to, to cultures, especially now, given that everyone has, has the options if you like to to choose i think it's going to become far more common now you know uh, after coronavirus for, for, for remote working opportunities to exist but crucially i think people need to make sure that they are embrace it continue to embrace it um and have all the tools and the, the processes in place if you like to, to to ensure that there is a culture kept remotely because it can absolutely be done we have the most the most fun and we don't even see each other for the entire almost the entire year and the way we do it is through skype is through having channels having social elements you know underpinning our our skype chats you know we're sharing gifts all day long um well not all day long but you know appropriate at appropriate times (laughs) um (laughs) which is quite often but not all the time you know um but it's just having that kind of casual to to work where people can really connect and for me it's that finger chatting if you like where our culture is built those those true human connections are made that you 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 obviously do make in the office of course when you're face to face and you can have those little bantery you know type moments but for me it's the skype chat not the face-to-face zoom meetings that's great too for other reasons you know it's great to see people's faces and, and remember that people are still humans but the culture for us the critical parts comes through that casual chat over over a little medium like skype 
or WhatsApp or whatever thing you, you choose to yeah, use. Yeah, that is a really interesting point, actually, though, in terms of, you know, kind of replicating the informal elements of being in office. I mean, it's I guess it's easy to replicate the formal elements, as you're saying, you know, with the kind of the, the Zoom calls and the meetings that might end up being a bit more formal. But, you know, you've kind of got to you've got to think about the kind of just the just the kind of chat that goes on in the workplace and, and thinking about how to replicate that as well. It kind of sounds like that's what you were, you were thinking and, and thinking about how to kind of protect that and bring that into a virtual environment as well. Absolutely. And I think as well, like these days, I think people are becoming more collaborative. I'm seeing this with agencies working with other agencies. You know, there's more cross-agency collaboration these days. And I think it's partly due to, you know, the new um, generations having an op- a really open mind, a truly open mind. And, and for me, this open mind filters through into how we kind of have created a democratic culture as well like i personally like to have everyone's uh, hear everyone's opinions and 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 not just hear them but actually act on those things and make them a part of decisions that affect the agency that affect that ultimately affect everybody um and this obviously comes from listening to people from taking thoughts on board and then you know acting on them Well, thanks, Carl. We're going to come back with Carl uh, a bit later on in this episode to talk about some of the things that agencies uh, sometimes get wrong when it comes to their company cultures. That's coming later. But for now, I'm going to invite Sarah to the show. Sarah Green, our studio manager. Very welcome to Sarah. She's going to be talking about some tips to look after your mental well-being whilst working from home. Here she is. It's really important to ensure that that you do get out of the house, you know, you do make time to walk in nature. I mean, even those walks to the train station or to the bus stop or whatever that perhaps we would have done pre-pandemic on a commute that we perhaps took for granted, they are still, however, like mundane they may have seemed, they are still really important because you're getting fresh air, you've got a change of scenery, you might spend that time, you know, listening to a podcast, listening to music, even if it's just like interacting with your friends and like sharing a WhatsApp message or or whatever. And it's kind of important that we keep up those little habits of, of, of things that we perhaps overlooked before but actually really do contribute to you know good good mental health and and good well-being so for me I think one of the most important things that I I do regimentally every day is is I get out of the house you know I go for a walk in nature and I'm really lucky because um, as you know Ben um, my partner and I adopted a gorgeous dog um, a few months back and he's like my unofficial personal trainer like I have to get up every morning I have to get out for a walk and it's it's really become like a really important part of my day and I know that you know like pre pre Winslow days there would be weeks that would go past and I'd perhaps leave the house once or twice because you know aside from going down to the shops to get a couple of groceries or whatever what what's the point of leaving the house when it's cold and it's wet and it's damp um but you know regardless of of how the weather is that day you know if I get out and I walk the dog and I just have those few moments where I'm in nature and I can hear the birds singing and I can see something other than my computer screen like that completely changes up my energy like I can sit at my desk and feel 
mentally and physically refreshed and therefore more motivated to you know put in a good day's work and come out at the end of the day feeling like I've achieved something other than you know just the the bare bones of of working um you know it feels like my day has been a bit more um interesting than than you see what I mean yeah no I I think that yeah that's a fantastic point I mean I think one of the things that you that you kind of often hear about isn't it in terms of you know staying happy at home one of the things that actually I believe the NHS has been pressing this as well across the kind of social media channels and that's um setting um and sticking to a routine and it kind of sounds like that's one of the things that you're really identifying as really important you know whether that be you know go for a go for a walk obviously you know in a a safe manner obeying all the rules and all that kind of thing um and, and you know just being just being aware that, you know, of course, it might be disruptive to some people who aren't used to working from home, but setting that routine is going to help you kind of just adjust a bit, isn't it? Because it's not as if you're, I guess, what you don't want to be feeling like is you're kind of a prisoner in your own home. But if you've got that routine, that's not, I don't think that's going to happen. Is it? I agree. And I'm, I'm a self-confessed routine junkie. I definitely felt over that kind of Christmas New Year period where, where we had a, a couple of weeks or a week or so off, you know, it I actually felt really depressed because although a few days of like sitting on the sofa and watching Netflix is epic, after a while you kind of do feel like what is I don't know like what is my purpose I need to get up and be doing something and I appreciate probably not everybody feels like that but for me like it's really important for my well-being like having that structure in my day and knowing that you know like if I get up and I get out of the house and go for a walk or a run or I even like join a a zoom yoga class or, or whatever it is it's kind of like that's a section of my day that's for me and it doesn't just feel like you know getting up and working and going to bed and getting up and working and going to bed or getting up and watching Netflix and going to bed you know like you need that variety in your day because that's where like all of the richness of of life comes from remote working you know it's it's great because I feel like for me I can be much more productive I can get my head down and get stuck into things but it can also be difficult to set the boundary of like, right, I'm going to sign off now because you might not have to like make that train or that bus home. You know, you you could potentially just end up sitting there and working all on through the night and just thinking, I'll just finish this next thing off. So having these things in your day, whether it's like getting out, to go for a walk or like joining, you know, an online class or or even like just making sure that you finish work and you want to switch Netflix on at a certain time. Like it's so important so that you have that variety and that way you don't, you know, perhaps you don't feel so much like it's Groundhog Day. You've got other stuff to focus on to motivate you. Let's get through this piece of work so that I can enjoy that next thing that I've got lined up for me later on, if you see what I mean. Yeah, also, I think that's a, a load of um, fantastic points you, you've you made already, you know, routine really shining shining through as a key kind of takeaway for people. Uh, and coming on to the kind of fitness stuff that you were kind of mentioning, I mean, that's, it's seen a bit of a rise, hasn't it, I think, in terms of people being aware that they can do that kind of thing from home. I mean, you know, the rise of you know, Joe Wicks, you know, he's like a household name now, isn't he? You know, come from kind of, um, kind of a personal training background, he's making his YouTube videos. And I was just kind of going to think a, a good next topic for people, as I was saying at the start, might be, I don't know if you had any kind of ideas yourself on, um, you know, things that people might 
try and do as a little, I don't know, a mini home home workout. I mean, I know this is difficult to do, you know, in a podcast format. But if if you do have any ideas on kind of, you know, oh, this is a great couple of stretches to try, you know, uh, you know, 10 minutes over your lunch break, whatever it is. I don't know if we could get some ideas for people. Yeah, sure. I mean, certainly one thing that I always uh, remind people to, to think about during their working day, particularly when we're working from home and perhaps people weren't already set up with like a proper office desk or chair, is just to like think about how you're sitting. Even if it's like once every hour or like on the hour, you look at your clock, you're like, okay, right, it's 11 o'clock right now. Okay, can I sit up a little taller? Can I draw my shoulders back? in that in that way or by doing that you know opening up your chest a little bit feeling like you've got more space to breathe and just taking that time to be quite aware of your posture because it's very easy for you to kind of end up kind of like rounding forwards shoulders like dropping forwards which makes the the muscles around uh like the clavicles shorten even more and that contributes to you know shoulder pain neck pain back pain so something as simple as just checking in and thinking okay can I sit up a little taller can I send my sternum forwards and my shoulders back you know can I lengthen my spine and just seeing how that perhaps changes the way that you position your body um it's always really important to, for example, to have your feet grounded when you're working. If you're sitting on a high stool and your feet are kind of floating around, you you ideally want them to be grounded. So if if you don't have somewhere to sit where you can do that, you know, see if you can find a shoebox or something to put underneath your feet so that you have that grounding when you're sitting down. Also really, really important. Um just taking time to get up again, even if it's every couple of hours or whatever, you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be any kind of um, particular stretch or anything, but just move the body about, you know, have a little shake, have a little stretch of the arms above your head or maybe bend your knees and do like a a little forward fold, you know, roll around through your spine. Anything you can do just to make sure that you're not just sat in one or two positions for the entire day. And that's always going to really, really help to ensure that your joints and your muscles are getting a little bit of movement. And again, you know, when you're kind of sat in that very static position and then you kind of do a quick look to your right or your left, that might be the time where you end up kind of catching your neck or your shoulders feel really tight. So just by getting up and just having that little moment or two of movement can really, really help to avoid those kind of like common um, aches and pains that you perhaps might experience from not necessarily being sat at like a proper desk. Um, And the other thing, you know, that is is freely available to to the majority um, of people who'll be listening to the podcast is YouTube. <laughs> like, go onto YouTube. There's so many videos. It's like two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, stretches or, or whatever. Um, like you said, Joe Wicks, Bears from the Happy Mondays is apparently doing something similar. <laughs> you know, there's so many wonderful um like opportunities uh on on youtube and on on the internet you don't even have to spend any money you can just go on there and give things a try and the fact that there's so much variety means that you don't necessarily have to do like a yoga stretch it might be that you come across something else that's a bit more interesting to you like i don't know it might be like a 70s dance class or (laughs) or aerobics or something something you can just do to get your heart rate up move about your energy a bit move about your body and um yeah that's just 
that's got to be the key to uh, to just keeping everything moving loosey goosey <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks sarah I mean, that's that's some fantastic ideas I, I think we should try and get a a bit of a hashtag training like dance on the hour or something what do you think jiggle on the hour yes! dance on the hour i think that's i to do. love that i think that's yeah that is spot on <laughs> <laughs> you know as you were kind of explaining the kind of um you know just uh, just your kind of posture at the desk actually i noticed uh, i myself when i'm chatting to you i was kind of slouching i was thinking oh hang on let's let's adjust that so i think that's that's probably something people don't really think about it sounds obvious but actually i think people probably should take that away today as well just just think a bit about that how how are you actually sitting to start with yeah absolutely yeah, thanks, Sarah. Well, it's absolutely fantastic having you on the on the very first podcast, as I was saying. And I, I was thinking, perfect way to finish. I'm going to do this to every single guest, so you're not alone. You might be put on the spot, but I want people to have, go away as well with some ideas on putting together their very own happy happy little playlist. So have you got any suggestions for people? What tunes are going to go on your happy playlist? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm a music lover, so this is really difficult because, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Do you know what? I um, I was actually going through some of my uh, yoga playlists this morning and um, I came across um, Lauren Hill, Nothing Even Matters. Um, it's from her album, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and um, it's just such a good tune. It makes me feel happy when I listen to it. It makes me feel chilled. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lush song. I think that would be my addition to the happy playlist. Oh, epic. <laughs> epic. Well, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Sounds spot on to me. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Sarah. A few fantastic points there. Uh, just a, a kind of few key takeaways for you. Make sure that you're looking after your daily routine, getting a bit of variety, getting out the house. And don't just don't forget just to check how you're sitting at your desk. Maybe it's time to think about doing a few stretches if you've been sitting at the desk for a long period of time. Stay active. And there we go. There is a song on the happy playlist. It's Lauren Hill. Nothing even matters. Remember that because you're going to have to add that to your playlist after listening to this episode. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go back to uh, Dr. Carl Owen for a little bit now to talk a bit more about our company culture. Are you a serial yes sayer? Do you say yes too much? Might be time to change that. Here's Carl to talk a bit about it. I think what a lot of agencies get wrong um, is that they say yes all the time. And whether that's due to junior account managers sort of, you know, wanting to please um, or whether it's financial pressures on the business, because, you know, ultimately, you know, when you have staff, you know, you, you have to take on work. Of course, you, you need work to pay the bills. Whereas what we do is we really put writers at the center and we'll only say yes if we're 100% sure that we can deliver it, you know, within the, that deadline. You know, most deadlines are made up unless you've got like a symposia, like a hard deadline where you've got a symposia or a webinar or something that has a fixed date and you've sent the invites out. Then you have a deadline. But otherwise, all these other deadlines that sort of get floated and touted, they're not really deadlines. They're just made up. So we don't let ourselves get stressed out by deadlines like that when 99% of the time, one quick phone call to the client to say, hey, look, we're working on this. We're working really hard on this. But, you know, we've been thinking of a few different kind of angles with it. We wanted to take this direction. It's going to be with you on, on Wednesday instead of Monday. They'll be like, yeah, absolutely fine. You're doing them. You're going over and above to deliver them a great service. It doesn't matter if it's pushed it back two days. And we don't let things like that stress us out. So, again, trying to fight to hit these random deadlines 
can is usually only very de detrimental and it just puts stress on everybody when you can you can you can just lift these things you know by just a, a simple conversation so when we're having those conversations with clients and we're planning out how much time something's going to take um we always put in lots and lots of extra time in there um not billable time but just time between when you deliver the project to the client and you're waiting to hear back from the client for example or if we have you know two days of billable amends you know coming back we give ourselves you know the whole week to fit that in so that if those two days we wouldn't fit put them in on a monday and tuesday and and you know wednesday we're working on a different project we'll keep them loose so that we have until the end of the day on friday to actually deliver it back to the clients so the clients expecting it back on friday we're originally planning to get it done on tuesday but if anything goes wrong you know we can do it on wednesday or thursday or friday and if anything goes really wrong we can just do it on monday you know it doesn't really matter like i've said we, we we're, we're always keeping clients in the loop with with um expectations and i think a part of that you can only truly deliver exceptional client service when you are really honest and transparent with clients and i think if, if you do that from the off if you are completely open with this is how we work this is how we do things they are not going to mind if the project comes back to them a few days later than they expected it they probably wouldn't have even noticed half of the time because they're obviously stressed out themselves and they've got a lot on their plates so keep them in the loop and um yeah just do your best well thanks carl some great insights into our company culture there so yeah whether you're a small business owner yourself or perhaps you might be a freelancer looking to branch out. I hope some of those kind of tips there ha uh, might be something for you to think about. I hope it kind of helps. And don't forget, you can always come back and re-listen to this episode if you want a bit of a refresher on some of Carl's ideas there. And now, before we move on to the final part of this first episode, there is just something that we'd better had do. And that is, of course, get Carl's suggestion for your happy playlist. Haven't forgotten about this. Let's find out what Carl's going to add. I, I, I listen to really depressing songs, um, really loud and um, songs. But for me, that, that actually sucks my negative energy out uh, while I'm writing. So um, I'd go for... I'd go for Boiled Frogs by Alexis on Fire. Oh, amazing. <laughs> would, would, would be my one to, to get me in the zone. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> so there we have it your happy playlist those are the two suggestions for the day that's lauren hill nothing else matters alongside boiled frogs by alexis on fire and you know what i'll add to it as well i'm gonna say anything anything by rod stewart pop it in your playlist you won't be disappointed Okay, now to close off the show, it's come to the end of the very first episode of Monster Frequency. To finish off, I'm going to finish off with this really nice bit of advice from Carl. How Carl deals with stressful uh, situations might be, a, might be a job interview, might be a particularly big presentation that you're running, whatever it is. Just have a listen to this tip. It might help you out. Let's, let's finish on a bit of a nugget for you to take away uh, from this episode. One little tip that um, I always use whenever I'm in any stressful situation, I used to use this for whenever I did interviews. Um, when I was doing my PhD, I had PhD interviews. I had one interview at Cambridge and it was all very scary. I knew I was going to have four people in the room and I sort of sat outside and I, I sort of closed my eyes and I tried to imagine myself 
um, coming away from the Earth, sort of viewing the Earth from space and, and looking around at the stars and thinking how insignificant this moment and I am in the grand scheme of things. And and I've I've always done that ever since in any stressful situation to think, you know, just to think wider and to think bigger and how much does this really matter and it goes and then you can build it into in, into deadlines you know if you've really got a stressful deadline coming up or you've, you've you know you've you've had, you've bought something up at work and you've made a mistake it doesn't really matter right as long as nobody's died you haven't done anything seriously wrong you didn't do it on purpose then you should give yourself a break and um yeah you're not going to remember it next year a couple of years time yeah you won't think about it in the future so relax so relax i think that's a nice message to end this first episode on you know don't forget you can check us out online we've got a website monstermedical.group we're on instagram as well search for wordmonster.agency and we're on linkedin too monster medical group you can find all of our agencies on there check us out we pop out lots of posts and blogs and things that you can check out if you wish but for now it's a heartfelt goodbye from me please join us for our next episode (laughs) 